Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. It is a privilege to be in the house of God and to worship together. You know, sometimes we sit in meetings and we say, well, we should preach on this. We need more teaching on this. And I want to do that this morning. Turn with me to the book of Exodus. We have the setting here of the children of Israel as they have gathered on Mount Sinai. And Moses was to tell them what they should do. And so we have the Ten Commandments. If I remember right, I think the last time I was here, I preached on one of them. I want to look at the Fourth Commandment. And if you look at verse 8 of Exodus 20, This commandment is the fourth of the commandments. It's also the last of the ones that has to do more in direct relation to God. And then if you look at the next six, it has more to do with our relationship to one another. says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's verse 8. However, I want to continue reading here. This commandment is more spelled out than any of the other commandments. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle nor the stranger that is in thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now, I wrote down, I want to look here some more, but I, I wrote down six questions I want us to consider this morning. Maybe more. But if you want to write these down, I'll try to give them to you slow enough that you can write them down. And think of these as we go through the, lesson, the sermon here this morning. The first one is, am I remembering the Sabbath? Now, you can call it what you want, but we'll talk about that here after a bit. Am I remembering the Sabbath? Number two, am I keeping it holy? Number three, 
Number three, do I look forward to Sunday? Yeah, Alice talked about that here a little bit ago. Am I looking forward to Sunday? Number four, do I plan ahead for Sunday? Number five, is what I am doing on Sunday necessary? And number six, who am I trying to please, myself or God? As I was thinking of these questions, another one came to mind, and I want you to think about. And maybe you don't know the answer right off, but I think we could probably all answer in some way or another. And that is, are, is there things that we do on Sunday that our parents would have never thought of doing? Now, I know we all come out different places on different things. Some has to do with our background. And yet, we need to be base what we do on Scripture. Okay. Number one, am I remembering the Sabbath? Number two, am I keeping it holy? Number three, do I look forward to Sunday? And number four, do I plan ahead for Sunday? Number five, is what I am doing on Sunday necessary? And number six, who am I trying to please, myself or God? Now, as we look at some of these things, you know, we, well, sometimes we do things without thinking. And sometimes we just need to think. And it's a little bit like, I told somebody already with this COVID issue, sooner or later we're going to be inconsistent. And have you ever gone to somebody and said, you do that on Sunday? Not out of a judgmental attitude, but out of exhortation. You know, we wouldn't have thought of going swimming on Sunday. That was not allowed in our home, at home when I was growing up. 
However, we could ride bike or play ball on Sunday. And that's why I say some of these things can be inconsistencies. Coming back to the commandment that Moses had given to the children of Israel, it starts out here, it says, remember, and we are prone to forget. We just are. That's one reason I keep a diary. When did this happen? And probably Sister Louie Heatwell was the one that inspired me on this. Because we would ask her, well, when was this? Well, let me go look at my diary. And she would tell us. And so that's what I did yesterday. I wanted to know when something happened. So I went and looked at my diary. Remember. It means to mark so as to be recognized. Remember. And the word remember is used 148 times in the Bible. And probably the older we get, the more we don't remember. In fact, in Deuteronomy 9-7, Moses said, Remember and forget not. Not only remember, but don't forget it. Remember. Then he goes on, he talks about the Sabbath day. What is the Sabbath? Merriam-Webster said the seventh day of the week observed from Friday evening to Saturday evening as a day of rest and worship by Jews and some Christians. Another definition is Sunday observed among Christians as a day of rest and worship. A time to rest. I want to read from Doctrines of the Bible. And maybe this will really confuse you, but I want to read it and said what, see what it says here about the day of rest and worship. In our times, there has been much disputing as to what we should call this day. There are three very emphatic opinions expressed by various commentators each class of advocates having good reason for their contentions. But as we view the merits and demerits of these contentions, we are more impressed with the importance of keeping the day in harmony with God's plan and setting it apart for a beneficent purpose than with what the day should be called. In fact, the name depends altogether upon what you have in mind when you use it. Number one, if you have in mind the day of the week set apart for its observance in this dispensation, call it Sunday. If you have in mind the day of rest as distinguished from the six work days in the week, call it the Sabbath. If you have in mind the Christian Sabbath as distinguished from the Jewish Sabbath, call it the Lord's Day. So what do you want to call it? What I want to look at here today, basically, is 
our present age, the Lord's Day or Sunday. In this commandment, Moses said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It indicates that it can be profaned. It indicates that there are probably things that we should not be doing on Sunday. The Sabbath was instituted in creation. Now I want to look at that in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Now, was God totally wore out by Saturday night that he need, or Friday night that he needed a day of rest? I don't think so. He set a principle up that was intended for all ages. The day of rest was intended. To be kept. It has a place in every dispensation. It was in use before the Mosaic Law was given. Go to Exodus chapter 16. This was when the Israelites were in the wilderness. God sent them food to eat. He sent them manna. And I'm not going to take the time to read all of this, but on the sixth day, they received twice as much food as what they had on, this, on any other day. And the reason was they were to take part of this manna. They were to take it and save half of it for the next day. And they said, you will not get any more until the first day. And of course there was some that went hungry the next day because they didn't prepare. There was some that on the other days of the week they decided, well, if it works that day, why won't it work this day? It says that bread worms and stuck. I want to look a little bit at Moses' request for the Sabbath. When they were in the land of Egypt, when they went to come out of Egypt, Moses' request was to Pharaoh, let us go out. So what? So we may worship. That was the request of Moses. 
Go to Exodus chapter 5. Exodus chapter 5, starting at verse 1, it says, And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey as the voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest we fall upon lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with a sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, thy people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. I see a number of things here. Pharaoh didn't want them rested. He wanted them to work. Moses' request was to worship God. To go three days journey. Why that far? Well, God required sacrifices for worship. And one commentary said that probably one reason that they couldn't worship in Egypt was because the sacrifices that they were to offer were held sacred by the Egyptians. Now, if you want to put it in present-day tense, I don't think you would make out very well opening a meat market in India. It wouldn't work. They were held sacred. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 5. speaks here, again he's reminiscing about this day of rest. Verse 15, it says, And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. They were delivered from Egypt. And so they were to keep the Sabbath day. Of course, we could look at Acts 20, verse 7. Another place where it speaks of the Sabbath day. Go to Mark chapter 2. I'm not going to have time to read all these scriptures, but I want to read a few of them. Mark chapter 2. A very familiar verse. Verse 27, this was when Jesus 
was speaking about the purpose of the Sabbath day. It says in verse 27, And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man. Sabbath was made for us to rest and to worship. Not the other way around. It wasn't created for a day to do what we want to do. It was a day to honor God. So what are some proper uses of the Lord's Day? First of all, it is a day of rest. A day of rest. Referring to cessation from our labors. Now we run into some inconsistencies sometimes. And when we live in an agricultural world, an agricultural area, community, it's hard to totally lay these things aside. I have yet to see somebody volunteer to do my work on Sunday. It'd be nice if they would. Sometimes we need to switch things around to make things all work out. But I haven't had people lined up volunteering for Sunday work. In fact, most places, if you work weekends, you get a bonus. It is a wise provision of the infinite God who does that which is best for man and beast. That's from Doctrines of the Bible. A day of rest. Another interesting aspect of this whole thing of the Sabbath in the Old Testament was in Leviticus 26. Now I want us to get this. This was prophesied in Jeremiah that this would happen. But notice here in Leviticus 26, it says the children of Israel were taken into captivity. They were, they were the, um, or the, later on, when the Babylonians came to, Jer to Jerusalem and besieged Jerusalem, this is what happened. Notice here in verse 26 of Leviticus, or chapter 26, starting at verse 33. Another aspect here of this whole thing is throughout the Old Testament, numerous times, God spoke to Moses and he said, I will, I will do this, I will do that. And we have a lot of I wills down through this chapter. Take the time this afternoon to read this. But notice what he says here, verse 33, I will scatter you among the heathen and will draw out a sword after you and your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbaths as long as it lieth desolate 
and ye be in your enemy's land, even then shall the land rest and enjoy your Sabbaths. As long as it lieth desolate, it shall rest, because it did not rest in your Sabbaths when ye dwell upon it. And upon them that are left alive of you, I will send a faintness of your hearts into the land of their enemies, and the sound of a shaken leaf shall chase them, and they shall flee as fleeing from a sword, and they shall fall when none pursueth. Now going down to verse 43. The land also shall be left of them that shall enjoy our Sabbaths, and while she lieth desolate without them, and they shall accept of the punishment of their iniquity, because, even because they despised my judgments, and because their soul abhorred my statutes. And so, when they were taken captive in Babylon, and you could go on back to, it's also mentioned in 2 Chronicles 36, verse 21. As long as they were in captivity, basically God was saying, I'm making up for all the Sabbaths you did not keep. And you can add those years and those days up, and that's what it comes to. So we have a principle here as far as a day of rest. It is a day of worship. You know, you could go to Revelation 1, verses 9 and 10. As John was on the Isle of Patmos, he says he was in there on the Lord's Day. Referring to a special day. It is a day to do good, Mark 3. Let's read that, Mark chapter 3. Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. Mark chapter 3, starting at verse 1, it says, And he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man which had a withered hand. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he said unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day, or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched out his hand, stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth, and straightway took counsel with the Rhodians against him how they might destroy him. <coughs> Jesus was not trying to violate the Jewish law. That was not his intention. Jesus was healing this man for the honor and glory of God, not for himself. Go to Luke chapter 13.
Luke 13, we have the account here of the woman that was healed on the Sabbath day. I want to read here, just starting at verse 15. It starts in verse 11. I'll start at verse 15. It says, The Lord then answered him, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on his Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And not not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years be loosed from his bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Now it's interesting here, Jesus did not condemn these people for watering their ox or ass on the Sabbath day. This was one of the things that was permitted on a Sabbath day was to take care of animals. It's a day to do good. A day to visit with other people. That's what Jesus did. While among the Jews... Rest was the principal thing in mind in connection with a Sabbath day observance. Among us, we hold the idea of worship and Christian service as most prominent. The Jews kept their Sabbath on the day they were delivered from Egypt. And we could go to scriptures to look at that in Exodus 13, 3 through 9. But these were days that... They kept because of the day they were delivered. We observe our Sabbath or Sunday on the day Christ rose from the dead. There was a change between the Old and New Testament on the day that it was kept. In Matthew 5.17, Jesus said that not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And we could look at Colossians 2, 14 and 16 on this. Um, you know, the Jewish ordinances here in that verse, he speaks of being nailed to the cross. The apostolic church assembled for worship on this day. We have that in Acts 20, verse 7. And also in 1 Corinthians 16, 2. It is a day to be kept holy. What does it mean to be kept holy? You know, my mind goes to the Laura Ingalls Wilder books. And if you remember the story of them trying out a sled they had built and they went down the down the hill supposedly going to try this thing out for the first time and everything was good until the pig ran out in front of them and landed on top of the sled 
And it was anything but a quiet Sunday afternoon. They got in trouble for it. It was corrupted. Am I keeping the Lord's Day holy? Is what I am doing on Sunday necessary? Is it really necessary? Some of the issues we face in our, in our, what's the word I want? The world in which we live, in which we can go and come and do as we please, pretty much, as far as travel. Is it necessary to fly on Sunday? In any plane, is it necessary? Now, I recognize in all these things, whether it's in our work or whatever, there are emergencies. I understand that. But lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency. You know, sometimes we make emergencies. What is my attitude about Sunday? Do I look forward to Sunday? Do I look forward to worship? I want to read a couple verses of a song. So, a holy day. I think it's a 175 in your church hymnal. How calm and how bright is this holy day. We haste to the courts of the Lord away. We worship and pray and exalt in his praise. We hallow and honor this best of all days. You know, we sing that song. Do you mean it? The courts of the temple of God we love, we enter and hear our devotion proof. We lay our oblations down low at his feet, and in songs of rejoicing our thanks we repeat. Too often, for myself anyway, in that first verse, we haste to the courts of the Lord away is interpreted we're running late for church. Anticipation. Do we anticipate Sunday? 
Psalm 122 verse 1 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'd like to look a little bit yet in preparation. Adam Clark says, Therefore, he who idles away time on any of the six days is as guilty before God as he who works on the Sabbath. No work should be done on the Sabbath that can be done on the preceding days. Do you prepare for Sunday? Do I prepare for Sunday? Now I know sometimes these things kind of hit us in a in a different way, and I'm not exempt from these things because you know I well I wouldn't go out and mow hay on Sunday. Now I wouldn't go out and bale hay on Sunday, but. Do I do some things around the farm that really aren't necessary? Maybe Sunday is well, Sunday is usually a slow day, and so, well, you know, I should probably sort these cattle today. Nothing else is going on. Do we prepare? What do we do? Of course, we have in Exodus when the children of Israel were to prepare for Sunday in gathering manna. Go to John chapter 19. This was when Jesus was on the cross. And the Jews prepared for the Sabbath. Even amongst crucifying Jesus. The Jews therefore, because it was a preparation that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Go over to verse 42. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. They kept the Sabbath. Do we keep the Sabbath? Or Sunday? How much do you prepare? How much Saturday evening activity is necessary? I'm not talking just about Sunday. But how much do we prepare? Now I know there's times that, especially when you have weather issues that sometimes farmers need to 
almost burned the midnight oil. Not quite. Can't go past midnight. How much do we prepare? Do we turn it down a little bit Saturday? Or Sunday's coming. I got to get this all done. I know, I'm guilty of that. Do we keep the letter of the law but profane the spirit of the law? What about you ladies? How do you prepare for Sunday? I want to give you something to think about. Do you know that you don't have to wait till Sunday to peel your potatoes if you're having potatoes? I'm not criticizing if you do. I'm saying, what are we doing? Do we think? How much extra kitchen work needs to be done on Sunday? This Chinese proverb says, dig the well before you are thirsty. In other words, prepare. And to sum, sum up the message here this morning, I'd like to look at participation. Enjoy the day of rest. God has created it for you to enjoy. We need to rest. It's a day of rest. It's not... A day of, it wasn't created for a day of recreation, it was created for a day of rest. What are we doing on Sunday? Not only is it a day of rest, it's a day of worship. Let's go worship the Lord. And visit someone if you can. A couple of verses in closing yet. Deuteronomy chapter 10. Verses 12 and 13. And now Israel, what doth the Lord require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him and to serve the Lord with the, the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day, for thy good. God has created this day of rest for our good. Another one in Ecclesiastes. 
chapter 12. Verse 13. This is the end of Ecclesiastes. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Who are we trying to please, ourselves or God? 